0: Hey yo, welcome to Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Hello everyone, my name is Kiki Francois, I'm your host, this is my corner of the world where I get the opportunity to be holy as Christ has called me to be holy and cultivate a space for others to join in. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the other side of 2020, which is 2021. If you were under the sound of my voice, you made it. We are here on the other side. 2020 was a crazy year. The last time I got an opportunity to speak with you all was in October and so much has taken place since then. And we have so much to cover. So um, we're going to get right into it, but I wanted to first say hello and that I love you all and I hope that you're doing well. And I can't wait to the day where I can embrace uh, y'all and uh, this COVID thing is lifted and um, you know, we still got to continue to pray for our land, but I just wanted to say hello. I wanted to bring that energy back to 2021 um, and encourage you all some more and let y'all know that we can do this and we're going to make it through together with each other. So I wanted to get that out of the way way But um welcome back. This is not season three. This is not season three. Um season three will be postponed until next week. Uh but right now, um, this is just a special episode um due to the recent events that has happened. Um, January 6, 2021 will go down in history um forever. I mean, it, it will be remembered. Um, so we have so much to discuss, but the name of this episode is insurrection and Christian nationalism. Now, um, what we're going to get into, just give you guys an outline is just some background information on what happened on January 6th. Then we're going to talk about black voters. Then we're going to talk about insurrection and what took place, Um, some intricate details and some things that I want you all to pay attention to. And then we're going to talk about Christian nationalism. I'm going to offer some biblical principles um, and then we're going to pray and get out of here. Uh, But I just wanted to come to you live Um, just from my office and just to say hello and to say welcome. Um, So what happened? I mean, if you have a phone, if you have Wi-Fi, if you've been paying attention to the news for the last 48 hours, you know that the Capitol, Capitol Hill was stormed with people, uh Trump supporters who broke into the Capitol as uh election results were being certified by Congress. And they broke into the Capitol and trashed it and committed acts of violence and terrorism and domestic terrorism. Um and that that's kind of what what took place and it was a shocker. Like it was just it was so shocking as, you know, my parents and I, we were sitting down, we were watching the, 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 the votes get certified and electoral votes get certified. And all of a sudden we just see people walking in the Capitol. Um, and so we have so much to discuss. So let, let, let's get into it. So, like I said, Congress, they were uh, certifying the votes for uh, president elect Joe Biden and madam vice president Kamala Harris. And, you know, because they had won the victory and it was clear Um, Joe Biden had 306 electoral votes and Donald Trump had 232 electoral votes. Now, we know if you make it to 270, you win. Um, uh, Joe Joe Biden also had the popular vote. Eighty one million people voted for him. And for Donald Trump, 74 million people voted for him. A lot of people and commentators were saying that America was divided which it is. And so uh, this nation is deeply divided. But here's the thing that happened. President Trump, uh, who's the sitting president right now, claimed voter fraud because he indeed did not win the election, even though Chris Krebs, which is the the director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, said that the November 3rd election was the most secure in American history and that there was no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, uh, charged votes, or was in any way compromised. And we know that President Donald Trump fired Chris Krebs via Twitter. And social media is an entirely different conversation, and I don't have time for that right now, but I just want us to keep this focus on the background information of what took place. Hmm. So, members of the Republican Party and pro-Trump supporters supported uh, this theory and believed this conspiracy theory that there was actually voter fraud that took place. Even though this election had over 150 million voters to come out and, and, and engage in civic engagement. That has never happened. That is the highest number of any election turnout ever. So on January, January 6th was the last day that the Trump administration could fight or try to advocate for themselves to overturn the election based on uh, fraud, which it didn't happen. And it was proved multiple times over and over again. The courts throughout the lawsuits. I mean, Georgia was recounted twice and certified three times, Um, you know, and so this this. This was a conspiracy theory. This was a lie. This was something that just was not true. There was no evidence. There was no facts. Now, if there was facts and evidence for it, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Show, you know, show it. Be tried in court. I I I believe in that. But this was something that was simply not true. So let me transition and tell you all what, what it was rooted in. So President Trump and his supporters and the Republican Party gathered together and claimed fraud and voting irregularities and i kind of want to switch this conversation to black voters because this is where this stems from (sighs) they tried to get or they tried to disenfranchise black voters it just is what it is um it's it's just the truth uh the states that they were going after to get the electoral college uh you know to Turn over to, 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 to make sure that, um, to overturn the, the election results were mainly, uh, you know, they were trying to get them to throw out votes in black areas. So Detroit, Michigan and Wayne County and, uh, Philadelphia, mainly black voters, Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm from, um, trying to get those votes thrown out. They were trying to you know, disenfranchise black voters, and you know we we know that there's a history of voter suppression in Atlanta. I mean, we've seen it when the Stacey Abrams um, governor election with Brian Kemp. I mean, we've seen voter suppression, voter disenfranchisement, purging voting rolls. I mean, blockbusting, redlining. We've seen it all. And if you want more information about how the black community's vote has been suppressed and disenfranchised, you can read Carol Anderson's um, "One Person." no vote and there's so much more history on that but but it 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 was just so crazy to see how a group of people got together and said this election was rigged because black votes counted okay this demographic said that black voters votes were illegitimate but they believe that their votes counted. It's so interesting to see blatant racism, discrimination and attempted voter suppression. And my conclusion and my, 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 my point that I'm trying to make is saying they tried to say that election should be overturned because black people's votes shouldn't count. Hmm. And we know that it was the black vote who secured the victory for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in the key battleground states. They took it to court. It was thrown out. Because there was no evidence. And this election signified um, a new day, a new dawning. And I love what Bernice King says. She says the votes of black people have been suppressed in this nation for a very long time. And this is the dawning of a new day where black votes count. And we know that Stacey Abrams had a lot to do with it and a lot of Latasha Brown and, and, and so many other people. New Georgia Project and Fair Fight to make sure black people's votes counted and mattered. Hmm. And so this was crazy to me. I was like, wow. But this is the way that this president has been. This is not a surprise because this has been happening for the last four years. And this is the campaign he ran. He ran on this. He ran on white supremacy, fear, terrorism, and violence. Should we be surprised? And also America. America has been built on slavery, violence, terror, and and, and war, nationalism, but also Christianity. Which will be the main focus of our episode today. So what happened at this insurrection? At this mobbing of the Capitol? At this rally that was incited by our sitting president? This has never happened before, y'all. Trump supporters rallied together. A lot of them maskless even though we are still in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of them see that this wearing a mask is political. It's not just trying to save some lives here, but they stormed the Capitol building and there are videos of police officers opening gates and waving people in. There are videos of pro Trump supporters taking photos with police officers inside of the Capitol building. They stormed the Capitol building because they believed a conspiracy theory that the election was stolen and that they believed that black votes didn't matter. And they tried to dispute the fact and claim voter fraud. And the irony in this whole situation is that they're false claiming uh, uh, and they're false claims. And black people have so much and black people and marginalized people in America have have plenty of evidence of voter suppression and disenfranchisement with voter ID laws and long lines and purging of roles. And this is the truth, but these people believe a lie and not the reality of truth. And they were enabled by a particular party, by the Republican Party and the sitting president. And it is just the truth. That's not political. That is factual. This was shameful. Horrific. Deadly. Five people are dead. One woman was shot. Three people died from medical emergencies and a cop died about 36 hours after the insurrection. This was dangerous. This was embarrassing. This was disgraceful. This was despicable and straight up wrong. And this act deserves all of the rebuke. And this shouldn't be tolerated. And the next point I want to kind of make is... The symbolism of the entire failed coup was even more shameful. There was a man. Here's the report. There was a man spotted wearing camp Auschwitz sweatshirts with the word "staff" on the back, implying that he would have been at you know would have worked at the concentration camp uh, that to murder Jews, where over one million Jews died. And there was the infamous photo of the man with the Confederate flag, which is associated with the American Civil War and the glorification of the Civil War, celebrating racism, slavery, segregation, white supremacy, and the further intimidation of African-Americans. There was also a photo of a don't tread on me flag, which is associated with gun rights and American patriotism. There was a noose which is a symbol of violence against African-Americans of lynching where white mobs similar to the one uh, that we saw on Wednesday used to gather and watch black people get lynched like it was a carnival. This is sick. And the last one, the, 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 the last one that really got me, that got under my skin was the 6MWE, 6 million Jews weren't enough, referencing the Holocaust. Are you serious? You know, it's so funny, all of these symbols, all of these, you know, this racist rhetoric and and racist symbolism and discrimination and marginalization. It's funny because the, just the night before Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff were elected, a black man and a Jewish man. Hmm. And all of this overshadowed or tried to overshadow history that had been made. But they decided to make their own type of history. Oh, and we will remember. So. And it's crazy because John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, one was John Lewis's. Pastor and the other one was mentored by John Lewis, who fought for voting rights for people who look like me. And all those symbols, those racist, fascist symbols uh, that John Lewis fought against, were on display at the Capitol. And they were trying to overturn an election. All of this incited by the President of the United States. What a disgrace. The very thing he tried to fight for was on display in 2021. Brie Wells said this, white nationalism was treated as a side story, and it was always the main story. And Natasha Alfred said this, when black Americans talk about generational trauma and terror, this is what we mean. That energy you see at the Capitol is the same energy Uh, That burned down black towns, lynched black citizens and and ensured slavery, Jim Crow and segregation was encoded into American life. It was all on display. This was an insurrection, a violent uprising against authority or government. And that is what we witnessed on Wednesday. Wednesday. And it is all rooted in racism and the disenfranchisement of black voters. And it's also rooted in not only that, you know, because it's also rooted in um just ownership. Thinking that, you know, white Americans own this country, which is just simply not true. So these mobsters, these domestic terrorists, uh, committed violence, and it was evil and awful to watch. It wasn't surprising because this is what it has been boiling up to for all of this time, but it was hard to watch. Black people went from picking cotton to picking presidents, and it became a problem. And when we said our lives matter over the summer, we were still ignored. This was deeply, this insurrection was deeply rooted in racism, but it wasn't just rooted in racism, it was rooted in Christianity. And the marriage of the two, of racism and Christianity, that marriage has been deadly and it has killed hundreds. Christian nationalism, when you merge your political identity with your Christian identity. No, that is not what we do. If if you are a Christian, your allegiance is to Christ and and our allegiance is to each other and our allegiance is to our neighbor. Our allegiance is to our neighbor. Let me say this. I don't want y'all to think that this is just Trump. This wasn't just Trump. Trump is just a manifestation of America's white supremacy underbelly. This deeply rooted racism in Christianity, uh, this was not true Christianity, but it was some type of mutation that has taken place that has ravaged this country with hate division and all of the works of the flesh. President Trump has awakening these type of people who are racist, discriminatory, believe that blacks are three-fifths of a person or inferior. Believes that there should be a Muslim ban. Believes in all of these different theories and, 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 and wrong thoughts. And I think the craziest part for me, what I saw on Wednesday, was a flag being waved that said, Jesus saves 2020. As if Jesus was a candidate running for president. Really? And they put up a cross as if this was ordained. <sighs> okay. This is not just Trump. This is a group of people. But Trump did incite violence and, 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 and rhetoric over these past four years. It has made people feel less than. I'm telling y'all, when I saw that cross, I'm just going to be so honest. When I saw that cross, I thought of my friend who lives in Birmingham. And he, he, he told me a story about how the KKK would burn crosses and put them on highways over an overpass to warn the city and the citizens that they were in control and that they would be coming and that they would be gathering to incite fear. And that's what tried to happen on Wednesday. They tried to incite fear over a country and over people that they're taking this country back because they own it and no one else does and we can't pick presidents but they can only pick presidents okay but here's the point i want to make don't call these people ignorant because they're not they clearly have a thirst for history with their confederate flags auschwitz shirts make america great again hats and shirts and they know their history and they choose to ignore the terrible history of white supremacy but they choose to continue it and they need to be held accountable and as for the black lives matter comparison no there no it's two different things two different goals black lives matter protests because they are killing black people senselessly in the street And that wasn't even a protest that happened on Wednesday. That was a mob. Those were thugs. Those were terrorists who overthrew or tried to overthrow the Capitol with a coup. They mobbed that place because they thought they were losing power, privilege, and control of a country that was never theirs. Different goals, different outcomes. And I was so shocked to see a police officer help a woman who broke into the Capitol. Down the steps of the Capitol. I was like, are you serious? Are you helping this woman down the stairs after she just pushed you, punched you and broke into Okay. <sighs> Joy Reid said something. She says, these people are unafraid of the cops, which hasn't uh, been breached. Uh, you know, these people are aren't afraid of the cops. And they breached the Capitol, which hasn't been breached since 1812 they can so casually do this because they know that they are not in jeopardy. And their bodies were taken care of. I want to point that out. Those bodies were taken care of. Not Freddie Gray's. (laughs) Not Breonna Taylor's. Not George Floyd's. There was no regard for our bodies when we were peacefully protesting. But these mobsters, these thugs ransacked the capital and their bodies were treated well. Okay. All right. Let's get into biblical principles and we're going to be out of here. So, we've talked for a minute here. We've discussed what happened. We focused on some key themes and what this country what and what happened on Wednesday. But now what are the biblical principles? Because this is where biblical principles meet culture. What are the biblical principles that apply to this situation? I only have two and I'm going to mention the third one, but I'm not going to talk about it here. Accountability, justice. Accountability and justice. And the third one I really want to talk about is healing, but that's for a different time. Because you cannot heal if you do not have accountability or justice, these people should be held accountable for their actions. This was not okay. This was a mess and they need to be held responsible. in whatever way it takes shape or form, if they are not held responsible, this means that this behavior is allowed and it's nurtured and it is okay. That means someone else can do it again. And that is sending a message to this entire country and a message to the world that you could do whatever you want to do as long as you are tough and, and you use violence and terrorism and, and, and you're white. In America specifically, what does that tell our kids how to treat each other? We need to be that we know we need to hold these people accountable. Psalm thirty-seven, twenty-seven through 29 says this, turn away from evil and do good. So shall you dwell forever for the Lord loves justice and he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. There needs to be accountability and there needs to be a turn from these evil ways. Justice. Amos 524 says, but let justice roll down like water and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. There needs to be justice for these atrocious acts. Not just, you know, for Wednesday, but for the last four years. These people have been empowered. And we know bad leadership is contagious. No, that's not who we are. That's not what we do. That's not Christianity and healing <sighs> healing. Yes, we can kumbaya. We can try to heal. We can try to figure out what is happening or what is taking place, but um, we need accountability and justice before we move to healing. So I don't want to move to healing too quickly because this is not just a box you check off. This was white supremacy, white privilege on display. And someone needs to be held accountable for it. This is not right. This deserves our rebuke. This deserves calling out. This deserves saying you gotta confess of these sins because they're hurting others. This 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 do you see what happened when you build a lie and it grows and it grows and it grows? This is what happens. People believe lies and conspiracies that aren't true. We need truth telling back in our nation. So that we can heal. Because at the end of the day, we are American. I mean, we all here together. We are. But we're Christians first, right? Right. Our allegiance is to God, to each other, and to our neighbor. So let's do that. I'm going to pray. Um, yeah, I mean, these are some dark times, y'all. Take care of yourselves as much as possible. Confront yourself as much as possible. Um, make room and space for grief. Because this is a time of grief and of sadness and of hurt and of pain. Let's pray. Heavenly fathers, we come to you, Lord. First and foremost, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. God, you knew this would happen before it happened. You saw every single action. You saw everything, God. You knew how it would affect people. You knew your name would be taken in vain. And God, we pray for accountability. We pray for justice. And lastly, we pray for healing for those who have been hurt, for those who are not here. And we pray that people acknowledge white supremacy, white privilege, and the destruction that it has done to so many people's lives, generations. And we pray That this nation repents of its sins and come back to you and have a come to Jesus moment at the foot of the cross. We need you, God, and we cannot do this without you. Cover us. Amen. If you like what you heard, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kiki's Corner Podcast. That's Kiki's Corner with an S, podcast. Check out my website, KikiFrancois.com, for bookings, content, and past episodes from this show. I update the website weekly, and I'm constantly on Instagram. Y'all should just call me the Late Night Preacher. Um, (laughs) If you would like to be featured on this show, please DM me on my Instagram or email me at Kiki's Corner Podcast at gmail.com. That is all that I have for y'all. Y'all have a beautiful week. Peace.